Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Now my workout yesterday was a tough one so today I want to go into a nice recovery fitness building row which means a nice long row at a low intensity and a low stroke rate but I'm going to make it a little bit more interesting by doing this. I'm going to row for four minutes and then I'm going to get off the machine and do an isometric squat which means let the seat come forwards get into a squat position and just hold it here and then what I'm going to do is within the space of a minute I'm going to get off the machine hold the squat and then get back on again so as the clock ticks over to five minutes I'm going to climb back onto the machine carry on rowing do four minutes get off and do the squat and so on and until 30 minutes is done and then we're all done for the day you can go and do something else okay Hopefully you're going to enjoy me with this. You don't have to do the squat in between, but it does mix things up and it's actually really good for your legs, all right? So before we get into our main session, we have to do a four-minute warm-up. And before we can even do that, we have to set up our machines. On an Averon, I want you to set your resistance first to wherever you want it to be. As a good guide, I've set my uh, resistance to 10, and I'm probably going to leave it at 10 for the main row as well. If you're on a Concept 2, then set your drag factor to wherever you want it to be, right? Good guide for that is to have it round about 130. If you have no idea about drag factor, then set your lever to five or six because too low isn't an issue, too high is a problem, all right? And then afterwards, just read up about drag factor. Next up, go to your foot stretchers, your foot strap height, all that kind of stuff. And what you want to do is set them to a height so you can come into the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically comfortably, okay? Now, Comfortably means that you can kind of get there and you don't have to force it in the way in. If you're too high, then that's kind of the problem. You get all bound up. If you're too low, you can go past and your backside scoots out from underneath you. When you start rowing right now, that might be a little bit of a tricky one to get used to because you might not be kind of warm yet. I know I'm not. Um, so what to do is set it as a ballpark so that the strap covers the bottom lace on your shoe, which should go over the balls of your feet. And then after today's row or maybe after the warm-up if you think actually that is a little bit too high a little bit too low you can then adjust no one's going to tell you what to do make sure you are comfortable all right that's all that really matters here so this four minute warm-up we're going to do at uh, 20 strokes a minute at a low intensity we're just going to start off just by pushing with our feet we connecting to our hands i'll talk you through it when we get started because um well i always talk so if you're ready to go let's get started in three two one and we're off. So it's a warm up. So all you're doing for this first minute is letting your body move. Don't worry at all about intensity or pace here. All I want you to do is press your feet into the foot plates, kind of as though you were standing up, to be honest, um, and work on the timing between your feet pressing and your hands picking up the handle. That point when you bite into the machine when you feel the resistance of your machine. You want to push your feet at exactly the same time that that happens. And that's how the power gets from your legs and into the machine. It helps if you can have a forwards tilt into the front of the machine with straight arms too, in order to get that timing right as you push with the legs. And now that we are a minute into this warm-up, you can think about pushing just a little bit harder. Not too hard. You're looking for an intensity where your breathing will start to increase, your heart rate will start to increase, and it'll start to feel like you're exercising rather than just warming up, but it doesn't feel hard. 
the best way I can come up with to describe this is that it's kind of the same as if you were climbing up like 10 flights of stairs where you know you're gonna eventually get out of breath, heart rate will be up and you're like, this feels like quite a little bit of exercise, but you don't have to stop. You're not having to have a lie down on floor seven. <laughs> Janice, the cleaner, will get all upset with you if you do that. Okay, two more strokes. One more, and let's take one foot out and put it on the ground and continue to row. <sighs> Try and keep your technique pretty much the same, even though you've got one leg on the floor. You want to slide in, shin vertical. Oop, my foot slid there. Arms straight, forwards tilt. And just rock onto your toes and back onto your heels with the foot that's on the ground. Take one more here. Like, put that foot on the ground as we swap feet. Make sure and actually put your foot on the ground. Don't like leave it floating in the air. Because that's just gonna be, well, it's gonna be just as hard as if you were rowing with it strapped in, whereas having it on the ground and just pivoting over your heel onto your toes helps to open up your hips and there's less holding you back in terms of sliding forwards. Last one here, and then let's put both feet back in, and then legs straight and roll with your back and arms. So that means swing over your back, pull in your arms, release your arms, and then swing forwards with your back again. And really, the huge importance of this drill is this hinging of your back, forwards and backwards, pivoting over your hips rather than curling your lower or upper back. Let's take one more here and then roll into the front with arms straight and that forward tilt and just use your legs this time. So before it was just back and arms, now it's just legs. And you're concentrating here on that timing between the foot press and your arms picking up the machine, but also getting used to holding that forward tilt and arms straight as you push your legs. Let's take two more here. One more. <sighs> Don't know why I always finish with a full stroke there. Anyway, you can keep on rowing, moving up and down the rail, do whatever you want, but do have a quick drink and I'm gonna quickly explain one more time what it is we're doing today. Okay then, so today's row is going to be 30 minutes long. We're gonna do it at 20 strokes a minute at a low intensity. So that's basically the second minute of that warm up there, kind of five out of 10 effort. Or if you use a 2K training pace, you're looking at right about 2K plus 18 to 20. Okay, so that should hopefully explain that it's a nice low intensity, let your fitness build up. But we're gonna do that for four minutes and then we're gonna spend um, one minute by getting off the machine, holding an isometric squat and then trying to get back on the machine ready for the end of that minute to then get going again. Don't worry if you miss a couple of seconds on these transitions. No one's going to shout at you for it, but um, that's kind of the plan. So do four minute, one minute. We're going to do all of that six times. Boom, 30 minutes is done. Okay. Right. So if you are ready, you've had your quick drink and you've had a little bit of a wiggle of your backside, hopefully you are ready to go. So let's get going in three, two, one. Let's go. Now, after the calamity, of me trying to hold or work out what the splits were and intervals etc on the eight times three minute row 
I've been smarter today and I have a stopwatch running in front of me to make sure I don't make the same kind of error. <sighs> Every day's a learning day. So, 20 strokes a minute. We're just gonna hold this low intensity, low stroke rate for four minutes, then do those squats. And I'm kind of hoping that you spent enough time with me now on these rows that you know my opinion on these low intensity, long, slow rows, that this is where the kind of the important structure of your rowing comes from. Not only does it help build your base fitness, your foundation fitness, but it also gives you space to work on your technique and your rhythm and your flow and to fall in love with rowing and because not every day needs to be a maximum let's knock it out the park style row frankly that gets exhausting over my time rowing I've kind of come in and out of different training plans depending on what I'm aiming for at the time but the important thing is that if you're going to focus on a training plan you need to come up for, for air and do something less well mentally taxing as well as physically so like if you're training for a 1000 meter row which well, a good example for me is back in 2016 I was training for about six months to break the 1000 meter row uh, world record for my age and weight and it was a really tough six months you'll be pleased to know I got the record um, and then two days later somebody else took it off me but I had it <laughs> <laughs> uh, but after that I just had to go back into maintenance rowing doing rows like this just to try and give my brain some space because it gets exhausting and even within a plan you have to have ups and downs if you just sat down every single day and did 2k time trials after like 10 days or so, your body would be like, listen sunshine, if you don't give me a rest, I'm gonna start packing in on you. <laughs> so enjoy these long slow rows is really all I'm saying to you. Oh, we're almost at the end of our first four minutes and I haven't talked technique at all. <laughs> So, in four strokes time, we're gonna get off and do our first squat session. One more stroke. So, don't worry about time, like I said. Unstrap, maybe send the seat forwards, and then take a seat. Get down as low as you want. And the reason I say take a seat is it's kind of, it helps here with 
making sure that your back, your posture, you're not too kind of, I know I'm probably curled a little bit, but um, by being in this position and taking a seat instead of just kind of like dumping yourself down, you can kind of hold yourself a bit better. Next time I have to sit, stand a little bit further backwards though, because the seat's right between my legs and I'm kind of, I'm like doing a sumo squat here. Right, so there's 20 seconds to go. And what I'm gonna do is when we get 10 seconds to go, I'm gonna climb back on again. So you can follow me if you, follow me if you wish. So, and release and get back on. Give myself 10 seconds to strap back in again. And three, two, one, let's go. That's it, okay? That's all that we're gonna keep doing today for our half hour. So this is really kind of like almost like a super recovery because what you're gonna find is, I mean, I've spoken about heart rate training before and wanting to keep, if you are rowing at a zone two heart rate and trying to keep it there, then the problem with a half hour row is cardiac drift, where the longer you go, the more your heart rate will climb and the harder it is to hold it in zone two. Whereas by doing four minute row and then just holding that squat, your heart rate really should get an opportunity to come right down before you come back into this again. Because remember, these four minutes are not meant to be hard. It's meant to just feel like walking upstairs. So if you are, what are we, six and a half minutes into this workout, and you're huffing and puffing, I'm really out of breath and you're going too fast. Out of breath is okay, but if you're heaving in gulps of oxygen, then just back off a bit. But this is when I do talk a little bit about technique because it's kind of where technique does come in. It's about rhythm and control. Where as long as you can find your rhythm, everything starts to ease and flow. And this is how you get the power into the machine in a much more efficient manner. Right, hang on, I gotta do a little bit of maths here because of my two different clocks running. So we were five to six. So this is three minutes we're coming up for in a few strokes time. <laughs> I said I'd make it easier on myself by having this, but I think it's made it a little bit harder. I'll have to just remind myself when we get back on again, I'll say, right, this is the timer. So I know. So I've got less than a minute to go on this second 
chunk, let's call it. Can't really call it an interval. For the second four minute chunk. And hopefully, hopefully you'll hit that exertion point that I keep talking about, where you know it's exercise, but not too tough. Like, you shouldn't really be like, oh, I can't wait to stop to do that squat for the recovery. You should just be like, yeah, whatever, into a squat. We're gonna do it in three strokes time. Two, one. Okay, so handle down, get yourself out. Oh. Sorry. And, and down. There you go, so I was messing around there to make sure I took a full 10 seconds to get down into place here. And then, yeah, so then this way I know that by taking 10 seconds to get into this squat, holding it for 40 seconds, then 10 seconds to get back into the machine again, it kind of gives it consistency. Um, rather than it being kind of random flopping up and down. And maybe still a bit spread-eagled on either side of the chair here, the seat. That's okay. Like I say, we're just breaking things up here, so. And I'm getting up. So we've got 10 seconds to get back in. Right, 15. Remember 15, John, this time. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. And we're back in again. <sighs> Right, so same thing again, just low intensity. Just get that power in, enjoy your rowing. And I will spend this four minutes talking technique, but then I won't mention it again. Well, not fully anyway, because I only briefly spoke about it in the warm up, so it's worthwhile just doing a recap. What I want you to think about on this one is making sure your arms are straight as you roll forwards. So the moment you start rolling, your arm should be in front of you and relaxed, okay? Nice and relaxed, roll. And then you keep those arms straight as you push your feet into the machine and it's only here, at the back of the stroke, push, that you finally pull in. And this is not only about power, it's about efficiency, letting your arms take over instead of pulling early from the front and actually fighting with your leg power. And also, if you pull, from the front. That's often the cause of people getting tennis elbow or golfer's elbow, elbow issues or bicep issues. Have a good flow. Anyway, so arm straight and then tilt forwards to a one o'clock angle as you're looking at me and then hold that forward tilt as you push your feet into the machine with those straight arms. 
and then you only swing your back when your legs are around about halfway through the drive. So try and hold that forwards tilt for as long as you can, but certainly long enough for that initial push from your feet, that power moment to get into the machine. Because keeping the forwards tilt, again, is about power transfer and efficiency, but it also protects your lower back from injury. If you swing your back too soon, then all of the force from your legs goes through your lower back. And that is where a lot of back discomfort comes from. In the same way that posture, sitting up on your sit bones, instead of having a slumped, curled posture, if you can be up on your sit bones just hinging forwards and backwards over your hips, you will reduce the likelihood of uncomfortable backside syndrome <laughs> when rowing. Basically it stops your butt hurting. <laughs> okay, two more strokes. One more. And let's feet out. I give myself those 10 seconds again, so I'm set up properly. Seat forwards this time, and three, two, one, take a seat. There you go. And so it's not about pulsing. It's not about going up and down. It's just about finding a squat position that's comfortable for you and holding it. And it's pretty useful. I mean, I could probably do with being less knees over like onto toes and things here, but just want to hold that squat position. That is, I get the weight back here. I can feel it's better, so I've probably been doing this slightly wrong so far. That's okay, I think. <laughs> okay, so we are at 10 seconds to go before we get back on. <clears throat> get yourself strapped in, and we're gonna go back into rowing in three, two, one, go. <sighs> I like rows like this where you mix things up. I've got a series up here called Lunchtime Rows, where actually I do a similar row to this one, stopping and doing an isometric squat. But there's other things I do like single leg lunges, sit-ups. I think I've got one on the YouTube channel where I'm doing kettlebell swings. And it's just a way, just to add some variety into what could be otherwise kind of mundane rows. I mean, you can easily stick the telly on, watch a program, but I tend to get a little bit too distracted by the program and my concentration on either technique or my intensity can wane a little bit. 
I'm much happier just looking at a counter, climbing up or down, and kind of zoning out to that. I'll tend to listen to podcasts more rather than music on these long, slow rows. So I'll maybe load up the Stuff You Should Know podcast. You should check that one out. It's good if you want to learn stuff. Or the Paul Taylor podcast is a good one for learning about your body. Uh, yeah. And that'll just keep me kind of distracted enough. But the whole point of these videos that you are rowing along with right now is that I am providing that service for you. That's why I enjoy making them for you as well because I don't need to listen to a podcast or watch a program when I'm just talking to you the whole time. And hopefully you don't either. Again, that takes me back to what I was saying in the previous rows about some people being could do it less talking. That's why the mute button's there. <laughs> and it still does help training-wise, and from my point of view, I mean, the cardio system that you need in order to be able to talk constantly and row, whether it's a low intensity row or the tempo or even max effort rows. Although to be fair, the max effort rows, it does get a bit tricky. <laughs> but it's definitely helped my breathing control and my <coughs> cardio system to be talking away the whole time. <coughs> right, if I've got my maths right, we're coming up to the end of the next four minute chunk and we're about to get into more squats I'll try and get my position right this time one more stroke here there we go feet out I'm taking that 10 seconds oh no my microphone's come off I'm going to have to fix my microphone while I do this and down walk on seat backwards this time uh, well, that's frustrating having it nudging off my off the back of me. So the thing about rowing machines is that because there is this downward rake, the seat always wants to come forwards. So it's yeah. But hold this position for another 20 seconds. Let that squat get into your whatever muscles you're training. I mean, I'm definitely for me right now. I'm training kind of more top end hip flexors and things because I'm quite low and my knees are forwards but I am doing squats as part of the high rocks training. Right, 10 seconds to go. So it's kind of important for me that I've got that range of motion. Five seconds until we start again. Three, two, one, let's go. So we have two more of these intervals to go. And then we're all done and hopefully 
you're just zoning out to this one. I mean, in many ways, the one minute squats are kind of a, they're disturbing the kind of meditative, meditative side of a roll like this. But this intensity of this row is purposefully placed within the Zero to Hero series to be kind of even less intensity than some of the other ones because of these one minute breaks. Because over the past few sessions, we've done a couple of rows that are longer and or tougher than we've done so far. And so I want to make sure to give you space to recover while still rowing. Because an active recovery has its value. I do suggest taking at least one rest day a week, regardless of your experience, whether you're a new rower or whether you're exper like properly experienced experienced, depending on the levels you're training at anyway. I know people who have rowed every single day for like the past three years, but most of their rowing has been like 5,000 meters at an easy pace. And so they never really taxed their system. So I spoke in one of the recent rows about the concept of this bowl of power that you have, the available like a petrol tank of power that you're able to use when you row. And so workouts like this one are great for increasing the size of bowl you have because it builds your fitness and your ability to be much more efficient at using the power, the energy that you have available. And so you do a roll like this, you don't empty the bowl and you grow the bowl, which means that the next day you can come back and you can work in a tough row, which may empty your bowl, but as long as the next day you do an easy one or take a full recovery day, then that bowl of power will fill back up again. But what you don't want to do is come back day after day emptying your bowl because eventually you're not giving it enough time to fill right back up again and you'll completely tap out your energy reserves. Okay, 10 seconds to go. Two more strokes. One more. See if I can get it right this time. So unstrap. Seat forwards and take a seat. There you go. Um, obviously, 
I, I mean, I've spoken about this pretty much every single time, but find the range of motion that works best for you. Uh, sometimes holding it in a, like, a little bit higher, that's now hitting my quads more than up at the top of my hip flexors, but I'm kind of trying to focus a little bit more on being deeper because, like I was saying in the last one of doing this, training for high rocks, the wall balls at the end, you have to do 100 wall balls and you have to squat down with your thighs past parallel, so you actually have to be below uh, parallel. So I need to work on my range of motion. So what I'm doing today. 10 seconds to go until the next one. And my straps come out. Can I get it back in in time? Oh no. Three, two, one, and let's go. And I'll do this one strapless. <laughs> so, in fact, I know I said I wasn't gonna talk technique, but as being my fumbling around with the straps there have led to me rowing strapless, I can talk a bit about it. But just to say, rowing out the straps may be mind-blowing to some of you who need the straps to like, you use them, brace your feet against them to pull you forwards towards the front of the stroke. Whereas, I don't need to do that because I use my body's momentum to trigger me moving forwards. So the arms away in the forwards rock creates forwards momentum so that all I have to do is bend my knees and I come forwards. Of course, the other aspect of this is the drive phase where a lot of people use the straps to stop them flying off the back of the machine. Which is fair enough. <laughs> but it's only really at a pace like this, stroke rate like this, you shouldn't need them. If you're rowing like 30 strokes a minute, full whack? Possibly yes, but at a low rate, if you're having to brace against the straps, it's because you're not putting all of the power into the machine. You're still sending lots of momentum backwards and you have to steady yourself. Whereas, because I got this forwards tilt, and I power my legs first, then I use the momentum of my back, and then finish with my arms. By the time I get to the back of the stroke, there's very little momentum sending me backwards. So all I need to do is brace my core to soak up any leftover momentum that might be there. So by rowing with the straps out, not only am I kind of forcing myself into a better rowing stroke, I'm also giving myself a better 
ab workout as I get into the back of the stroke. And right now, I really need that. I ended up with quite a soggy core after taking time away from proper training over Christmas when I had that winter flu. I hate to flog a dead horse, especially when you might be rowing along to this in July and you're like, I don't care about Christmas. <laughs> but just to say that things can derail you from time to time and it's how you react to it that matters. Okay, two more strokes. One more. And then handle down and we'll get into our last set of isometric squats. So here we go in five, four, three, two, one. Find that squat position, take a seat. And don't worry, I'm not cheating. I'm not like holding onto the seat here. Try and shift my weight back again. So yeah, that's it. It's kind of, what's my heart rate up at? I don't know. Let's see, 120 right now is my heart rate. So that's definitely, it's run about 60% of max for me, I think. My max is run about, well, between 175 and 180. 175 on the rowing machine currently, 183 on the uh, bike if I'm doing Zwift. Right, I'm gonna hold this for the last 10 seconds as well, because obviously I don't need to get up and out of it to get back onto the next interval. You can do it whatever you wish. Five, four, three, two, one, and I'm done. Right, so if you wanna climb on and do some light rowing just to cool down after today's row, then please do, just to kind of, maybe you're feeling a little bit tight in the quads. Um, I'm just gonna quickly say goodbye uh, so you can do that. Or remember, I do have a cool down up here that you can follow in its entirety, which then has stretching afterwards, which you might wanna do um, after today's row, just to kind of release your hip flexors and your quads. I'm definitely gonna do that, but I need to go and do some uh, resistance training for my high rock stuff next. So, oh, it's a long day. <laughs> so, thank you so much for doing this one. Slightly different, um, just in its format, just breaking it up rather than it being a 30 minute, 20 stroke a minute row, but I'm trying to make this a little bit more interesting for you than just each time coming back and going, today, another 30, 20. Today, another 30, 20. Okay, so I do hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, so the last thing really to say is uh, make sure and say hello on the socials, uh, whether it's on the Facebook group or on YouTube or email me or whatever, or if you're gonna post on your own socials then use uh, hashtag, and today is gonna be ISO squats. So I-S-O squats. Um, and you can use that and I'll go, oh look, you did that, okay. It's just a, it's less, it's a nice thing to post. You can tell people, I did this. Roll along using Averon ISO squats. Okay, so thank you so much for joining me for this one. Until the next video, please look after yourselves. Roll well, be well. Bye-bye.